Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, powered by Anchor. Any individual opinions expressed do not represent the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast in general. Extreme Anime Radio. From the greatest city in the world, broadcasting to fans of anime and the Japanese culture all around the world, we thank you for joining us for this very special early edition of the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. I'm JR. It is the 16th of April, 2020. We thank you so much for joining us. We're at an early hour this time because of the special guests that we have uh, that will be joining us here momentarily. Um, we hope that everybody listening out there continues to remain healthy and safe um, with all the uh, unusual circumstances we're going through these days. We're in a little bit of a time crunch, uh, so I will just let you guys know that the Extreme Anime Radio podcast is available on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. So you can go to Anchor to find us, and you can also search for the Extreme Anime Radio podcast on a variety of podcast platforms such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Tune in and a few more. Okay, so with that out of the way, I'm going to bring in our guests. We have had requests to bring on uh, some of the cosplayers of Extreme Anime Radio mascot, Sarah Yoshida, to see how they're doing. So not only do we have one of them, we have three of them for you today. So we're going to go across the pond, as they say, to the United Kingdom, uh, which include England and Scotland where it is, I believe, uh, just after 8 p.m. local time as we're doing this live. First, I'd like to introduce to you somebody who I believe has been on uh, Extreme Anime Radio on our shows in the past, but I believe this is her first appearance on this particular podcast. Everybody say hello to Coppelia Cosplay from Scotland. Hello! Hi, everyone! How are things in your neck of the woods? It's not raining, which is always a bonus. There you go, there you go, considering the weather that's usually around uh, this time of the year. And then uh, we go south of Scotland, all the way to the southern coast of Inland, to somebody who's uh, been on the Extreme Anime Radio podcast before, making another appearance. Say hello to Kesho Cho. Hi, Kesho Cho. Hi. And how are you doing? Doing well, thank you. 
Good to hear, good to hear. So, uh, Kapili and Kesho Cho joining us live right now is the reason why we are going so early, so it's at a convenient time for them. So we do appreciate them joining us. Now, um, if you were paying attention, we did make a post a little while ago on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, our third guest was supposed to be another Sarah cosplayer, uh, Umi, uh, but unfortunately, due to some urgent things that have come up at the last minute, Umi is a late scratch from our show today. We do apologize. Uh, she said she'll try to make it onto our next podcast, which hopefully will be sometime next week around the usual time slot. But in Umi's place, we have our very own last-minute emergency fill-in. And when we say last-minute, we're talking about, oh, 90 minutes or so before we came on the air. It is the Sarah dancer slash cosplayer from California who, despite all of these circumstances, has been a tremendous help to us in recent months. Please give a big hand to Dearly Cosplay. Hello, Dearly. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> good, good. And you're coming to us from your brand new digs. How are you holding up? We're holding up pretty good. I mean, you know, we're out in Joshua Tree, so there's nobody around except for the bunnies and the roadrunners. <laughs> <laughs> so out in the desert, in other words. Pretty much. We're basically out in the desert. <laughs> wow. So uh, I do welcome uh, Capelia Keshocho and Dearly for joining us. It is a extreme anime radio podcast that is truly spanning. Well, we said it was spanning six time zones, but now I think it's eight time zones. So welcome oh to you all. <laughs> That's awesome. It's wonderful how uh, modern technology works, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, um, Capilia, um, this is your first appearance on the podcast. Uh, so maybe you could tell the podcast listeners a little bit about yourself and, uh, how you are doing in the midst of what's going on in the world these days. Uh, sure. So a little bit about myself. Um, I am a cosplayer and a writer and at the moment I'm really fortunate that my work is allowing me to work from home. So I'm pretty much stay safe and sound in my flat only leaving to walk my rather large dog and you can almost guarantee she's going to bark during this just to get her word in um and <laughs> i'm mainly um trying to keep up some dance practice and playing D D. that is pretty much my survival strategy yeah D D. Oh, that's right. I, I forgot. Uh, I've interviewed uh, two of you separately, the other two, uh, Keshocho and uh, Dearly, and they're all D&D &D players. So, yes, I think this has to be a topic that we bring up later. <laughs> this could be fun. This could be great. Um, how, is, uh, how are your family, uh, Capelia, in Scotland uh, taking uh, this pandemic? Uh oh. Oh no. Such as come back. Such as <laughs> no. such as a live broadcast. Uh we seem to have uh what, what, what do they call it? Internet audio dithering or something like that? Oh. I didn't know there was a technical term for it. <laughs> no, me neither. I just made it up. I'm just I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's a good I like name. It too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So uh, hopefully, uh, we apologize for that. Hopefully, she can join us in a moment. But um, 
We'll go to you, Kesho Cho. Uh, how are you holding up, uh, and how is your family in the midst of what's going on right now? Yeah, we're all doing okay. Um, unfortunately, being a high-risk person in current times, I am now housebound along with my mom. <laughs> so just keeping us entertained at home, really. All right. Uh, Capilia, sorry, I think we lost you there for a second. You back with us? Yes, yeah, sorry, I am back. I quite know. Well, my internet disappeared for a moment. That's what happened. Oh, <laughs> no. Welcome back. <laughs> sorry about that. No, no worries, no worries. It happens to the to the best of us. It's happened to us on the air a few times. Uh, we play music or we're, we're talking, and uh, sometimes my internet dies, and I'm like, you know, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> but um, Capelia, just reiterate for our listeners uh, how you guys are holding up. The main thing that I was saying is that luckily we're all doing okay at the moment. My family are... We're, we're in our houses, we're doing pretty good, so we just got to keep going and try and stay on top of things. And uh, you, Dearly, uh, how are you doing? Uh, you, we know you're in uh, new digs right now, we congratulate you for that. Uh, how are you holding up? Um, we're doing pretty good. I mean, I'm currently not working. I'm furloughed for the moment, but, mm. you know, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm furloughed, so I'm home and managed to meet the goal of unpacking and getting rid of all the boxes. So that was great. That's um, good. My, yeah, my boyfriend's at work, so while he's at work, I play Animal Crossing all day. <laughs> yes. I think some of us play Animal Crossing, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have to share friend codes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we already have, I think, most of us, right? Us Sarahs need to exchange. I know, we need to have a Sarah <laughs> friend code exchange. I think that needs to happen. <laughs> um, Capelia, do you or anybody you know play Animal Crossing? Uh, a lot of my friends are playing it, and I think I would love it, but I don't have a Switch. So oh, I, uh, I, am playing a, I am playing a lot of Stardew Valley, which I believe is vaguely similar. So Stardew Valley is on a lot of platforms, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I just play it on my laptop. It's really relaxing, so it's, it's good fun. Okay, it's kind of like similar to Animal Crossing in a way. It's kind of like something you can play to pass the time, right? Exactly. It's it's a time sink, which I think is what we all need right now. Exactly, exactly. Um I uh I played Animal Crossing this morning. I'm playing it a few times a day while I'm here just to see, you know, how much are my turnips worth and I think I've missed the window for the week, so I've sold them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> so um but Kesocho, uh, I'll ask you about your Animal Crossing play. How is your island coming along? Uh, it's coming along okay. Uh, a little bit behind because I'm still trying to get myself through Breath of the Wild for the second time. Um, <laughs> but I'm actually playing it with my mom, so every time one of us logs off and the other logs on, there'll be something new there, and we're like, oh, I didn't put that down. Oh. So it's really interesting to see how we're both contributing. And you, Dearly? Um, yeah, I mean, we're doing kind of the same thing that Kesha's doing. Uh, so me and my boyfriend share, so we'll flip and then, like, I'll come on and there'll be a bunch of, like, rocks or something in my yard that he's dropped off for me. <laughs> I'm currently, I'm currently trying to make a Stonehenge because I'm a museum nerd and this is my life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. 
can we can we uh, disclose on the stream dearly uh, the song for your island that I believe your boyfriend created? Yes, yes, you can. It's awesome. <laughs> well, I'll let you do the honors then. <laughs> yeah. So we played around with it, and he figured out how to make the Jurassic Park theme song as our like island theme song. <laughs> So it goes da 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 da. He was gonna do that one, or he was gonna do uh, like the Totoro intro, or um, the uh, something from Zelda. But we ended up we ended up going with uh, we did Jurassic Park for a while, and now it's changed over to the Totoro intro. Totoro, <laughs> Totoro. Yeah, yeah. We can sing it, I think, without getting in trouble. So. Yeah, right? Hopefully, please. <laughs> well, that's a prayer. Thank you. Uh, and Kesho, do you have a theme? Uh, I don't yet. My town hall is currently being built. Um, oh, that's I'm good. a little bit behind. <laughs> uh, but I will probably go along the lines of Zelda. I, I can't stop yeah. myself. There are a few nice themes to it, right? So. Yeah, I know my boyfriend's done his as uh, Song of Storms, mm. which sounds really Ooh. cool whenever I go visit. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, speaking of Jurassic World, I just got an alert on my uh, phone that Lego Jurassic World is on sale on Steam. So. Ooh, there you go. Just something random that popped up. You know, it happens to be the same thing that we were talking about. They're listening. <laughs> exactly, right? Well, let's see. I have a, I have an iPhone. I have Siri. I have Alexa. So, yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of them is talking to you. Or yeah. they're listening. Yeah. Google knows all. Just, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we're here joined by uh, Capelia Cosplay and Keshocho Cosplay and Dearly Cosplay here on the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. And uh, I mentioned this to Capelia because um, she was not able to join us initially for our ballet cosplay safety uh, show that we released uh, a few weeks ago. Um, I know Keshocho and Dearly, you were fortunate enough to help us out. We do appreciate your help. It's gotten a lot of feedback but I did want to give Capelia an opportunity to chime in on this important uh, topic. So, uh, Capelia, if you could uh, mention to us um, what your background is in dance and uh, what your tips might be to anybody who want to integrate ballet or dance into their cosplays. Um, okay, so I started like like a lot of young girls, um, not just girls, but like a lot of young girls when I was a kid, I was put in ballet classes from, I think, three or four, something like that, along with tap and modern. We didn't do hip-hop when I was a kid because I'm actually quite old, really. Um, <laughs> but tap, modern, and ballet, that was your, your classics. Um, and I danced uh, through till about 13, it would have been, uh, when I had an accident and broke my leg and then kind of drifted away from it for a while and then went back when I went to university as an adult and that's when I seriously got into ballet uh, more properly that's actually the age that I started point work as well so um, a lot of my learning has been as as an adult over 18 years of age um, 
And I guess that kind of would lead me to my my first tip for cosplayers. If you want to do a ballet cosplay and you don't know ballet, you can go and learn it. You don't have to start at three or four. You can start late. Um, Just because... And you you can start as an adult. I know people who've started in their 30s. And it's a wonderful form of exercise. So look for adult-only classes and give it a go because it's great fun. Um... And I guess my second bit of advice that I would give um, would be regarding shoes. And I know that, I, well, I have no doubt that everybody has said lots about the importance of not going on to point shoes if you, unless you have had the training. And I'm not going to rehash what has been said already. Um, but if you're looking for the authentic point shoe look, take a wee look at Demi point shoes. They are soft. You can't go up on them. They will not let you go up on point. They are a lot more comfortable than point shoes, but they give you that nice sort of authentic point shoe look. So that that would be my tip for sort of people who want to get the accuracy without having to dedicate three years of their lives to ballet training. Very good, very good. And I know that in the Sarah cosplays that you have done, Capelia, uh, a recurring theme that you've done is to uh, cosplay Sarah in a very popular classic ballet called La Sylphide. Um, uh, yeah. Could you uh, explain to our listeners um, why you're interested in that uh, particular uh, uh, ballet? Yeah, so if, for those who don't know, La Sylphide is known as the Scottish Ballet. Um, it's set in the Highlands of Scotland, and it's this beautiful tragic romance as ballets are so very often yeah uh, and it's the story of um unfortunately i've completely james it's always james uh basically this, this young highland lad who um is supposed to be getting married and on the night before his wedding he spurns a witch and she decides to curse him and he, a fairy comes into his, the sylph as she is, the fairy comes into his, his croft, his home, and he falls in love and goes mad uh, and chases her out into the woods. And he can't get her to stay with him. She keeps flying off. So in desperation, he turns to the witch for help and she gives him a scarf, says this will make her stay. Uh, or this will prevent her from flying away. He wraps it around her and it um, makes her wings fall off. So she can no longer fly away, but that also kills her. So very tragic, uh... very sad. But I love it because, well, um, I am a, a true Scots woman with a, um, a, I like a man in a kilt and all the male dancers tend to wear kilts. So there's that. <laughs> but... Um, the, the music itself has little Scottish twists, and it's just it's just a beautiful story. Uh, I have to uh, remember back to the times last year when I hung out with uh, Capilia for a few days and also hung out with Kesho Cho for a day, but uh, um, that was during my trip to the UK uh, this past fall. And um, on my bucket list is to return to the UK for sure, spend some more time around the places, uh, but uh, Capilla, especially Scotland, I fall in love with, uh, especially uh, north of Glasgow where I stayed, and uh, it's uh, there's a lot more to be discovered, I think. Uh, I really can't say enough for this, how beautiful this country is. It's um, it's it's home, and I think it always would be. There, there's something about it. 
yes. And uh, Keshacho also, southern England, uh, being near the water there with the nice, beautiful weather that we enjoyed the day that I was there visiting, right? Yeah, you really did strike out because a few days before you came, it was cloudy and horrible. <laughs> but uh, just to recap what we um, we mentioned this in the earlier show, uh, I was only able to spend a day with Keshocho because I was going right up to um, Scotland uh, pretty much uh, two days after I arrived in London. And so uh, I was able to get a cheap uh, ticket out to uh, Brighton, and uh, Kesho Cho was this wonderful person who showed me around. Uh, we went to the uh, went to that cafe, which is uh, was Pusheen, and now what is it? What's the theme? Uh, I think it's Gudetama at the minute. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh, whether anyone's there at the minute is another story. <laughs> Dearly, it sounds like we have to bring you over there, huh? Oh my gosh, yes. I actually I would I would love to go. I haven't made it to Brighton yet. Um but I I was telling the girls before, uh I have family in, in Scotland and in England, but I haven't made it out to Brighton, so I'll have to I'll have to make that a trip. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to let me know so I can come see you. Yes, yeah, of course, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> we should all go to that uh cafe where we had the afternoon tea. You remember that one? Oh yeah, it was something like the mocking turtle. That's or it, exactly. Something like that. Oh, I love it. <laughs> they did like traditional afternoon teas. It was really mm. nice. And Capelia um, like was able to take me to uh, a number of locations in uh, Glasgow. One being a sushi place. One being, um, or oh, the last night uh, with your fiance, right? What was that place? Yeah. Uh, that's Wagamama. That's a, a chain. It's a chain throughout the UK, but it was lo- it's, it's a really good place. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick, really, really yummy food. Kesha chose holding your cheeks. <laughs> I love it so much, and it from is because I live outside of Britain. It's the only place I can go to get it. So whenever I'm there, I'm like, oh, I need it. <laughs> but I would actually also have to say that one of the places that uh, Capelia took me was uh, just on the outskirts of Edinburgh. Uh, she uh, left me in uh, this little uh, town market while she was doing uh, ballet for um, one of her upcoming plays. And uh, she uh, she left me into this uh, market for a little while, and I just wandered around and uh, uh, was sampling some of the food, and people were talking to me and asking about the U.S. and everything. And uh, it was so wonderful just to be mingling with the locals and something that a normal tourist pretty much wouldn't think of doing. And uh, I appreciate you, Capelia, for uh, allowing that to happen. And uh, and then she also drove me around to some other wonderful places, too. I'm really glad you enjoyed that. Um, I, I, For all, it's very close. I don't know Edinburgh very well. So it was good that you got to see that little bit of that little bit of the city. Like a farmer's market is what we would refer to them as. So right. local home produce. And then there was uh, one of the rivers that goes... Um... I knew she was going to do that. Sorry, folks. <laughs> now, who is that that we're talking about? <laughs> uh, that's Kaylee. That's my German shepherd. Bless. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you think someone's at the door? <laughs> no worries. We've had a lot of uh, dogs make appearances on the podcast before, so no worries <laughs> at all. Um, there was this uh, very uh, photographic spot also uh, not too far from that market, uh, Capelia, 
there's a river whose name escapes me that is right nearby the market. So I just walked down there, and there was a spot where it was just beautiful. You could see, uh, uh, you know, some of the town up on the hill. Do you know which one I'm talking about by any chance? The river? Um, I shoot, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you the Glasgow Rivers, but uh, not, not not Edinburgh. No. No, but uh, that was my only uh, that was my only day in Edinburgh for the trip, and I think uh, for a guy like me who loves to explore stuff off the beaten path, that was perfect. Not a lot of people around, just all these little nooks and crannies that I could just walk around. So it was perfect, and uh, for the reasons I've explained, I think um, that is one reason why uh, the UK is on my bucket list. Uh, uh, for for some point in the future, but um, I know that uh, COVID nineteen is affecting a lot of things right now. Something on my list is to try to go back to Japan later this year. Whether or not that's going to happen, I'm not sure. It depends on um, how things um, come about uh, with uh, attempting to uh, control what's going on in the world. Um, but uh, I will ask you, Capelia, because. Um, uh, again, this is your first uh, appearance on the podcast. Um, I know you've been to Japan before, right? Yes, yes. I was there two years ago. And um, you fell in love with the country so much. When you go back, uh, what are some of the places you'd like to see? Oh, I would love to spend more time in Kyoto. Um, I had a kind of whirlwind tour a few days. I I think it's a fairly standard thing. A few days in Tokyo, a few days in Kyoto, a few days in Osaka and Hakone and Mount Koya in between. It's a fairly standard tourist route. Um, And I'm really into the history and I am very into kimono. So going to Kyoto, seeing a little bit more of the history there and spending some more time really getting to know the place would, would kind of be a pipe dream. That and going to some of the secondhand kimono shops in Tokyo, I think, as well, would be fantastic. That's right. That's a thing that people forget, actually, is that Tokyo has a lot of those shops, especially in the older districts. I'd like to spend some more time around Asakusa as well if I was to go back to Tokyo again, looking at some more of the historical aspects of it. Ooh, I love Asakusa. It's in the... Uh northeastern part of the tokyo metropolis sort of speak and uh actually not too far from where i um one of my favorite hotels uh which is in uh asakusabashi actually it's a little bit uh, south of asakusa but it's called asakusabashi and it's one stop away from akihabara so you, you know that and you're in heaven right <laughs> yeah it's quite a place that area yeah um Cho, i know you've uh, you've mentioned this on a previous show, but uh, just for our listeners who might be joining us, uh, if you're able to have the opportunity to go to Japan one day, what's the uh, biggest place that you'd want to visit? Oh, man. Uh, the thing is, the more I listen to these podcasts and the more people say about their trips, I'm like, I'm just going to take notes of everywhere these people are saying. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I'd probably take any recommendation now. Like it used to be um, Akihabara purely for the shopping, um, purely because I know I'd spend far too much money there. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'd, I'd go anywhere that's recommended. I'd love to try everything and anything I could. Yeah. And uh, you, dearly, I know you've mentioned it as well, but what's one place you think you'd want to visit in Japan? Oh, man. I mean, well, my boyfriend uh, my boyfriend was stationed in Okinawa, like I've told you. So. Right. I think we definitely would hit that first because he absolutely loved his time there. So 
we'd probably go there first and then make our way over to the mainland. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, I know there's a, a big um, a naval presence and marine presence still in Okinawa. And uh, it's, uh, again, a, another destination that a lot of tourists to Japan might not think about, especially considering the fact that you have to fly there separately and it's probably like a two or three hour trip, right? Yeah, so he's he's done, I mean, he was stationed in Okinawa, but then he's gone over to Japan, and uh, I think he's done uh, Tokyo and a few other spots. I've never personally been over that way, um, but we'd probably start there and then kind of, you know, together explore Japan a little bit more after he's shown me around. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, I told Neff uh, when I recorded a segment with him uh, the other day that I would uh, maybe mention a little bit of what my ideas are. Uh, First and foremost, I would like to try to go back to Nagoya, uh, which is the major city. I want to say A, but it's really the major city that sits between Tokyo and Kyoto. That a lot of people tend to pass through because a lot of people don't really think about Nagoya. Um, in around Nagoya, I was fortunate enough to meet up with, uh, some people over there that I still keep in contact with, uh, quite frequently. And, uh, I think, uh, I would have to make it a point to try to see them again and, um, also see what Nagoya has to offer. I only stayed in Nagoya two nights, but I kind of used Nagoya as kind of like a base to jump to other places. I didn't actually go into the center of Nagoya itself to see what it's like. So I think that is um, an important thing for me personally. Um, And if there's anything else, it will be something else that maybe some uh, visitors to Japan might uh, skip over. Uh, There is a a temple, I believe. I want to say it's a Buddhist temple called Shinsoji. And that is in Narita, very close to Narita Airport, which is one of the major airports in Tokyo. And I think um, it has a lot of history, and it's uh, within easy walking distance of uh, the train station in Narita and some of the hotels that are clustered around there. I think that will be a nice place to visit, also considering that it's open 24 hours. And Japan seems to be a relatively safe country, so it's a place that I could maybe stroll out at uh, 10 or 11 in the evening just to go check it out. And probably at the start of my trip or at the end of my trip, I could um, I could uh, check that place out before I go on to wherever my next destination is. Um, but it is also an allure to me specifically about visiting Japan during the holidays Everybody in Japan and all the stores seem to be lit up during that time of the year. So I think it will be cool just to check that out and see how um, another country celebrates Christmas, celebrates the holidays. I think that's sort of an attraction for me as well. So uh, we all have our plans and ideas when it comes to uh, travel to Japan. And uh, like I said, hopefully... um, Whatever comes of uh, COVID-19, you know, we'll be able to uh, go back to uh, our normal lives, but I'm sure everybody will agree it's going to be a different normal. Um, Maybe I could ask you guys uh, on a serious topic. I'll start with you, Dearly. Uh, How do you think uh, everything will come about the way things stand now with regards to uh, how we're going to come out of this? I mean, from... 
it's it's going to be different. It's definitely going to be a lot different, I think, coming out of this. Um, I mean, as a historian myself, um, like thinking about this from a historical perspective, like our generation has never really had to deal with something like this before. Um, and I think it's really going to affect us. I mean, in like a, in a social way, definitely, because I mean, we've all had to, you know, basically hold ourselves up in our houses. And um, I think it's, I think a lot of it's going to maybe affect generations younger than us as well. Mm. Um, I, I think that, you know, kids growing up right now are definitely going to be a lot more affected than, you know, older adults like we are. And, um, I mean, I know we're, everybody will persevere and we'll be fine, but I think it's definitely going to change a lot of things of like, you know, how we, how we interact with people, you know, calling, calling loved ones. I know I'm terrible about calling my parents and, (laughs) you know, keeping up with people, but I think, I think one thing that's come from this is, you know, making sure that you check in with everybody and you tell people you love them, you check in with friends, you, I think it's definitely going to change how we interact socially with everybody and, you know, maybe bring a little bit more awareness and presence into, you know, checking in maybe more than once, like once every few weeks or something like that. Right. Um, I know for me it's uh, extremely hard considering I'm in New York City uh, where basically uh, around the whole world right now um, there have been different places where kind of like quote-unquote the epicenter and right now it's basically here in this part Mm -hmm. of the world. So uh, I'll be lying if I said that uh, I'm not scared. I am scared. Uh, uh, I'm trying my best to, uh, make it through and, uh, I, I have, uh, things that distract me, uh, for example, uh, playing on the switch and, uh, also, um, just also being able to do this, uh, for all of our listeners and being able to talk to you guys. I know that, uh, you guys are trying your very best as well. Um, uh, Keshocho, what about you? Oh man, <laughs> um, I couldn't agree with more with what um, Coppelia said. Uh, not Coppelia, sorry. <laughs> oh god, my life's gone black. Dearly, dearly, thank you. Sorry, oh, okay. don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I, I agree completely with everything they've said. Like this is something you know, generations below us are going to hear about, and it's going to be like the big thing that we went through. It's huge, it's scary, and no one knows how to deal with it. And as someone also at high risk, it is terrifying to know, you know, when this is all over, are we really that safe? Like, when can you leave the house and when can you start interacting with people again? Like, although lockdowns may be lifted and although curfews may be, like, um, loosened and slacked in time, like, when... Will the world truly be safe from this? Because I don't know. Like we just don't know what's going on, and I just hope that everyone can conform to the rules and keep them, their loved ones, friends, family, and those at risk safe. Capelia, 
Um, I, I mean, I can only completely agree with what Dearly and Kesselcho have said. Um, it's going to be a different world. Um, I'm really trying to hope that some positives, in a way, will come out of this. Um, as as a disabled individual, I I've been told in the past that um, I'm unable to work from home, even though that's kind of helpful for my health needs. And now all of a sudden, the world is all working from home. So mm-hmm. maybe that's a positive that's going to come forward. Is that well, we're proving that we can do it. So it, it hopefully will maybe open up some doors and some technologies and again people are reaching out and trying to find new ways to do education and the throwback from all this is accessibility um Mm. we are finding ways to make the world more accessible be it in the workplace be it um for education or for a whole bunch of things and the technologies that we're suddenly having to use and suddenly having to improve will hopefully help make the world better for in the future for once this is all over for those who do need a bit more help just to be able to to have a job or to go to school and i i'm trying to focus that there are is going to be some good to come out of this however hard it is to see um and i'm also trying to help those who are younger than us those who are getting their education disrupted to say that you know exams are being cancelled and schools being shut down and everything but you will get through this because it it see the so often when we're when we're teenagers they put so much pressure on doing well in school that it will feel like this is the end of it but it, it's really not i didn't do great in school not really i i uh, and I've had tons of higher education now. I still manage to do it all, and I know so many people have done that path. So, yeah, I guess that would be the other thing I would say is that it will be okay, honestly. Definitely, and uh, we all have to keep positive. I think um, it's, uh, it's it's tough to move on for this subject. I know, but uh, it's uh, we're getting close to when we have to switch to our other segment. I just want to maybe end things on a little bit of a positive note and just ask around the horn, um, is there anything that you're paying attention to uh, these days with regards to Japanese culture or manga or anime that you've been interested in? Uh, maybe I could start with uh, Keshocho this time. Ooh. <laughs> um, I'm, I know it sounds really bad, but I'm staying away from a lot of news websites um, other than like the five o'clock updates, because it gets a bit overbearing sometimes. Right. Um, in terms of keeping up with manga and animes and stuff, I I have been sort of not watching anything new, but I've been reliving some of my old favorites um, and like going back to some like older classics that I really enjoyed. Like I've started watching Sugar Chara from the beginning nice. and um, Vampire Night, and like all the like older animes because i'm like actually you know what i have the time to sit down and really enjoy the nostalgia days now (laughs) yeah how about you um dearly um i mean animes and stuff not so much uh we did just get all of the studio ghibli movies so (laughs) i'm going to marathon that probably next week <laughs> nice you're talking about a, a physical copy or did you buy all the digital ones or you subscribe to we something got all the digital ones yeah we we found all the digital ones Ooh, 
Yes, because yeah. in the U.S. they just released all the movies digitally. Mm-hmm, Ghibli mm-hmm. finally uh, uh, caved in, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know. They, they finally caved and, you know, they, they answered our prayers. <laughs> we get them. So, yeah, I think, I think next week I'm going to just sit down and probably try and marathon all of them. So um, I'll just uh, follow up on that. Um, at least in the U.S., I'm not sure how it is. Um, although I think in uh, I think in England and Scotland there is another way you can do it. Didn't, aren't they on uh, either Amazon or Netflix or something yeah, like that? Um, yeah, the Studio Ghibli movies are now on Netflix. It's actually something that I've been doing. I've been uh, marathon. Well, I've been watching a lot of the Studio Ghibli movies. Like I watched Hell's Moving Castle the other day, and oh, yeah. I think I actually hadn't watched it since I marathoned them all the last time, which was just before I went to Japan, and I've I've forgotten how good they are. So I've been oh, really wow. enjoying that. <laughs> um, but uh, in the U.S., I know at least. Um, They've made it available all for purchase individually, or if you want to wait a few more months, uh, unfortunately here you won't find them on Netflix. You won't uh, find it on anywhere else except this new service that HBO is launching called HBO Max in a few months. And so mm-hmm. all the uh, Ghibli films, except um, the very first one, Grave of the Fireflies, has some sort of licensing issue where it's not included in everything else, but all the other favorites, Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle... Totoro, etc., etc., uh, and my favorite Kiki's Delivery Service. <laughs> I'll be available there. <laughs> um, Good choice. Yes, and um, so Capelia, and what are you doing uh, with regards to following manga and anime besides uh, watching Ghibli on Netflix? Um, I bet like the others, I've kind of been falling back on old classics. I am Princess Tutu will always be a favorite. Um, of I course. think that's the same for most of us Sarah cosplayers so I've been watching some of that and um, I guess other things that I've been doing is a lot of my kimono wearing friends have been like taking part in like wearing their kimonos more often because we're not going outside we don't have to dress for work so it's kind of a nice excuse um, to try out different coordinations and see what's going on so I've been following a lot of that on Instagram and such and that's been really fun as well. Speaking of the Sarah cosplayers, we started a little while ago a, a little online series called Sarah at Home, and dearly, you were the first participant <laughs> in that. And uh, if you if you want to look at some of the photos, uh, you can uh, search uh, on Instagram at Extreme Anime Radio, and the Instagram stories we have there are called hashtag Sarah at Home. And one of the photos that we have is dearly cosplay reaching out for some ice cream. Oh yeah. <laughs> We had a lot of fun making those ones. Um, halfway through, I realized I was getting hangry. So <laughs> <laughs> and was like, what's something easy I can get? I was, we were like, oh, well, we can like, you know, we'll make like a whole thing. Like I'll make like actual lunch. And then I was like, no, no, I'm just going to go grab some ice cream. <laughs> and there it is, the word hangry. Yeah. Which is now actually in the dictionary. <laughs> It is. I have a really? board that has the dictionary definition yeah. of hangry on it, and it's, it's amazing. It's a good word. It's, it's great. a fabulous word. It, it really describes, I think, a lot of what we're also feeling right now is, like, you know, there's the meme that keeps going around that's, like, shut the fridge door, you're not hungry, you're just bored. <laughs> I really need to do that. I do, too. Take the salad tape it to my fridge. And for those of you non-believers out there, hangry, informal adjective, 
bad-tempered or irritable as a result of hunger. Quote, I get very hangry if I miss a meal, unquote. And that is from the Oxford Dictionary. 100%. 100%. <laughs> oh, my God. What is the world coming to? <laughs> it's seriously the best word. Like, you can, you can use it for, um, like, a, you can use it for a lot of times and places. <laughs> um. Well, um, I would love to chat more, but I know it's uh, getting late on the other side of the world. Um, I do want to give uh, people a heads up that uh, uh, to continue to follow the hashtag Sarah at Home, because hopefully in the future we'll have some more uh, Sarah Yoshida at Home content featuring some of the Sarah cosplayers. Um, we're going to go into the segment with Neff Canuck in just a little bit. Um, I do want to make a disclaimer about that segment that's going to air. In that segment, we talk about how Japan um, has been going under states of emergency. Uh, we had spoken about um, the government declaring a state of emergency for several prefectures, other prefectures kind of doing their own thing, etc. cetera. Uh, since we recorded that, uh, the latest update from Japan as of today, all of Japan is under a state of emergency, which means uh, people who are in Japan are being voluntarily requested to abide by the emergency measures. And just like in many parts of the world, a lot of non-essential businesses and uh, like amusement parks, department stores, etc. are going to be closed down. Uh, so that is the latest update from Japan. Uh, I just wanted to bring that up for you guys um, before we actually play the segment. But uh, as much as I would love to continue talking with the three of you, as I said, I know it's getting late in uh, one part of the world. And on the other side of the world, right, dearly, it's almost lunchtime, basically. It is. I know. I got to I gotta go get some lunch before I get hangry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, I don't know how to parlay off of that, but I will just ask uh, once more time going around, and I will start with Capelia. Uh, do you have anything you would like to say uh, to our podcast listeners? Um, just keep looking after yourselves, stay safe, and remember that it is okay to feel sad, and it's okay to not be productive. I love those words of wisdom. Thank you so much. Uh, Cho. Same as Coppelia, just stay safe and stay home and keep protecting yourselves and others, but also enjoy the downtime. We have video games. Exactly, <laughs> which is what I'll probably be doing in just a little bit. And uh, dearly, who is hangry, dearly? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, just stay safe, stay healthy. Don't forget to, you know, reach out if you're feeling sad. Your feelings are very valid right now, no matter what you're feeling. And you know, just stay home hopefully we can you know hopefully this will be over soon and we can all go back to playing video games with our friends and actually in real life (laughs) and uh the next time we all come on at some point hopefully in the future we'll have to uh, you'll have to introduce me a little more to the dungeons and dragons world does that sound like a deal Yes, so we, good. Should whole, we should do a whole segment. It would be amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> so, all right, we'll make a we'll make a note for a future show. Then we'll we'll, we'll make a Dungeons and Dragons theme. Fully understanding that I'm not exactly versed into it. Oh yeah, 
Kesha Cho on the video stream is just petting her player's handbook right there. Oh, my heart. I just finished, I just finished <laughs> painting my for my next campaign, so. <laughs> oh, gosh. This is definitely going to be a segment you need. <laughs> it needs to happen. <laughs> Well, I think uh, I think we have this settled, folks. Uh, we're gonna have to mark this down. And boy, when Neff hears this, <laughs> this is wonderful and this is fun. And uh, at these rough times, I am happy to continue to do this podcast for all of you. And I am so happy that uh, you, Capelia, you, Keshocho, and you, Hangry Dearly, at the last minute were able to join us. For our show, so my pleasure, Capelia. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks very much, Kesha Cho. Thank you. Thank you. Dearly, thank you. No problem. <laughs> I try not to use "hangry" in that sentence that time. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> we thank you for joining us here in the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, and we'll be back right after these messages. She's hip, she's cool, she loves to dance, and she loves to live life to the fullest. Who is she? She's Sarah Yoshida, the mascot of Extreme Anime Radio. And now, Sarah gives personalized video greetings. Thanks to the help of the many cosplayers of Sarah Yoshida, we bring you Sarah Shoutouts. One of the cosplayers of Sarah will provide a personalized shoutout or greeting on video. Want to wish someone a happy birthday or a happy holiday? Ask for advice or an uplifting message? Too shy to say something and want Sarah to say it on your behalf? There are many possibilities. Each Sarah shout-out is only $8. Proceeds will be used toward our monthly live stream bills and help promote the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. For more information on how you can schedule a Sarah shout-out, please email us at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com or private message us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash animeradio or on Instagram at extremeanimeradio. Terms and conditions apply. Extreme Anime Radio. Welcome back to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Thank you for joining us. This is the second part of our April 16th show, and I am now joined by the usual co-host north of the border, Mr. Neff Canuck. Hello, sir. Good day, eh? Hey, what's A with you? <laughs> oh, I walked into that so easily, didn't I? Yeah, I think so. Uh, how are things up north of the border today? Cold. Very cold. In fact, yesterday we actually had snow flurries in these parts. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute. On top of everything else, it's snowing on April like 14th. This is just not right. <laughs> is it a sign that the Earth is sort of reacting to nobody being outdoors at this time of the year, basically? Nobody except the maniacs. And I say that only because we've had a rash of idiots who think that because the streets are more empty than usual, they get to reenact scenes from the Fast and the Furious. Oh, I can't tell you how many speeders I've seen on my highways going to and from my job. Well, that, that's one thing on the highways. 
we're talking now about residential level streets. Uh. Yeah, in fact, one clown around here was clocked at, and I'm sorry, I'm going to have to give you metric, folks, 186 kilometers an hour. Wow, the speed limit geez. on the road is only 60. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say 186. That's uh, that's a little bit slower than the slowest bullet trains, I think. Pretty much. And if this fool had hit anything, he probably would have gone through whatever he hit like a bullet. Yeah. I know at least on the expressways out here, uh, the police have been out trying to catch speeders and... Uh, I'm routinely passing about two or three uh, squad cars to and from work every day. Well, that's right. You you have to drive to work. Me, I have to, you know, lift my rear end off, you know, one soft and fluffy thing and, you know, put it on another soft and fluffy thing and sit there for six, seven hours. <laughs> now, um, given with the disclaimer that we are pre-recording this uh, little chat we're having, uh, how are things standing with uh, your Nefmobile search as of now, has anything uh, new uh, come up in the last week that you've uh, researched, or are you still at the same point? Pretty much at the same point. I have done some side research on maybe taking over a lease instead. Really? Because that that would get me something close closer to what I need, uh, at least quicker in theory. Uh, but you know, right now with everything up in the air as it is, it's kind of like, I'm not even sure I want to try and open that Pandora's box, especially now that some insurance companies are finally opening their eyes and realizing that if folks aren't driving, maybe we shouldn't be charging them the full rack rate. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, my auto insurer is going to give me a small discount the next time I renew. I, I heard that. Well, apparently what's happening here is some companies are actually reducing the monthly premium to reflect the fact that you aren't driving because you're at home. Nice. Some of it is automatic. Some of it you have to ask for. My insurance company? Crickets. Really? Yeah. Uh, the problem is these. this company is also trying to uh, enter a process known as demutualization, mm. which is basically creating stocks. So I'm not sure they want to do anything to reduce cash flow, especially now that, you know, most of the financial markets have literally, you know, fallen off a cliff like Wile E. Coyote. Right. Without a working parachute either. With just a little sign that says, yikes, that's still there as, you know, Mr. Coyote goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Neff, uh, Japan, of course, is feeling the brunt of COVID-19 like the rest of the world. Uh, I was just reading uh, some updates that uh, the foreign tourism has plunged, which is kind of obvious considering uh, Japan has imposed tight entry restrictions on foreign nationals. Yeah, I, I was going to say, once you don't let anybody in the country, tourism tends to fall off a cliff. Exactly. And uh, as of uh, this point, still no word when Japan, or really most other locations for that matter, will be able to ramp things back up. Uh, but obviously, uh, coronavirus is having a major impact on tourism in Japan. Um, malls are closed. Department stores are closed. Uh, the national government in Japan has declared a state of emergency in several prefectures. Other prefectures are like, I'm not waiting for the national government. We're going to declare states of emergencies on our own. 
That includes Hokkaido, who I think declared a state of emergency again after declaring one earlier. And uh, there's still the matter of Kyoto, who is of the opinion of we're just going to request from the national government that we want to have a state of emergency, but uh, we're going to act like if we have a state of emergency. Yeah, I mean, right now, Japan, along with many other countries, there seems to be, at points, a vacuum of leadership at the very top. They don't mm-hmm. exactly know what's going on. Right. And leaving the rest of us to sort of figure it out on our own. Right. Um, as far as media goes, um, a big impact on media. NHK, for example, Japan's public broadcaster, has had to curtail a lot of its uh, new programming. Um I've been watching NHK uh, for quite a while since it became available uh, free-to-air to watch here in the U.S., and I've noticed they've cut back some of their news programming. I follow some of the NHK hosts on social media who say that NHK is uh, cutting back on their programming for the next few months. Basically, all of their shows are being affected. Um, if you listen to Radio Japan, which is their international radio service, they've cut the news updates from that, and they're just airing the TV updates and simulcasting them on the radio. And something else enough that's being affected is the anime industry and the manga industry. I know you touched on this a little bit at the end of our previous show. Uh, The manga industry is being hit hard. Um, Some places are telling people, put your pencils down. Some places are delaying releases. So uh, what's the update on that? Well, yeah, uh, a number of publications have actually said we are either going, you know, to delay or go on a short hiatus uh, because of the uh, declarations, because most of the media companies are centered in the prefectures that have declared states of emergency. Mm. So it's sort of like you're not really you don't really have a choice. Now, the spring anime season, of course, has had its share of uh, things that have dropped off the face of the earth. And uh, now that includes a couple of shows I'd been looking forward to. One show has started, and I'm afraid we'll only get to two or three episodes before it will eventually be shut down until sometime in the future. Wow. That would be Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 2. It's got to be tough uh, just to see just a few episodes and then it'll all stop all of a sudden. Yeah. And I mean, as you can well imagine, the dubbing industry over here has been basically decimated, although Funimation has managed to, with the help of all their cast from home, dub episode 84 of My Hero Academia, which I I have to say is quite uh, an amazing feat, considering that, you know, not all of them would have the equipment or the space. So... I'll be curious to listen to it just to see if you can actually tell the difference. I'm sure the audio engineer is going to be working overtime to try and make it sound as normal as the previous 83 episodes. But I have a funny feeling because we've been doing this for a number of years. We'll both be listening to it going, wait a minute, something sounds slightly off. They used our mics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and sometimes their closets or wherever they could find space to work. Right. That's the other problem. You need the space to work. We talked about this last time. Mm. Yeah. So as I say, and then with regards to the manga, etc., what I found is, okay, maybe the newest stuff isn't coming, but that's a good opportunity to try to dig into the older catalogs. 
And one of the ways you do that, uh, Shonen Jump uh, has a weekly or a monthly service uh, that allows you to pay in the U.S. Uh, a mere dollar ninety nine, and you get access to their latest stuff and their back catalog, which is quite extensive. The service allows you to keep up a hundred chapters of everything you you read on your device. Or if you run out of memory, I'm I'm guessing that would be the other uh, thing that would stop you. Right. But it gives you a chance to go through some ta- some titles you might have passed on when they were in the physical media sense, or just realizing that look, I don't have the space to have every title physically at my fingertips. Right. It also helps because with an iPad Pro, it's much easier on these eyes. You know, it's like <laughs> I can read this, including all the little tiny sound effects that they painstakingly redrew in English. Thank you. <laughs> but dollar uh, ninety nine uh, a month for the U.S. and two ninety nine in Canada, right? That's still that's correct. That's an amazing deal. Yeah, and like I said, it's it's compared to some of the other services out there. Uh, for example, Amazon has Kindle Unlimited. Which is nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I believe that's the same price in U.S. and Canada. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the trick there is when you're looking on the Kindle Unlimited, you have to go manga and add Kindle Unlimited sometimes, and it'll show you the books that are available. Now the trick is they won't necessarily give you an entire series. What they'll do is they'll give you one or two or three volumes of a given series, which you can then download and read. And then you get to like the fourth or fifth, and they're like, and now it's time to pay for the individual volume. Right. So you, you kind of go, wait a minute. Ouch. <laughs> but the razor and the blades is the, the euphemism I use. In other words, they sell you the razor cheap, and then they get you on the blades later. <laughs> and then you got to pay full price. Exactly. I see. A lot of options out there, but as we mentioned, all being affected by uh, coronavirus. Um, what are you doing right now, Neff, um, specifically uh, to keep yourself occupied during these times? Well, aside from you know the anime and manga, I'm also doing errands for Mama Canuck. Uh, okay. She is immunocompromised and is elderly, along with her husband. Uh-huh. So that means I get to do the shopping. Oh, yeah. Now, she sends me a grocery list. Now, the problem is I look at this grocery list and I go, okay, I recognize everything on this grocery list except one thing. Uh-huh. It is fennel, F-E-N-N-E-L, if you want to look it up on Google. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned this to me, and I thought you meant P-H-E-N-Y-L. Isn't that something they put in the... Uh... Diet A&W root beer or something like that? Yeah, no, no, no. It's not that. It's not that. Um, so thankfully, Google Images was able to save me from, you know, wandering through the grocery store and the, the vegetable and or fruit section going, what is fennel? Can someone help me? <laughs> Especially now because everybody's keeping their distance from everybody else and you'd be like yelling across the store going, hey, what's this? Yeah, bring your megaphone with you. <laughs> I don't need a megaphone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you mean. <laughs> but continue, continue. So, you know, now the trick is, of course, with the social distancing rules, you have to get there. You have to stand out, it, out in line. Now, the trick, which I didn't mention before, is that I went on Monday and it was raining. Now, this particular store has an overhang. 
that goes the entire length of the store, which would normally be great. Uh-huh. Except they've already put out their garden center stuff. Oh, great. Which is under that overhang. <laughs> which means that you have to stand there in the rain waiting to get into the store. And what's your limit in the store right now? Um, they don't actually give you, they don't actually tell you how many people, but let me put it this way. It, there are so few, I could probably send my cart careening down an aisle and hit nothing and no one. Really? Yeah. But as I said on social media, I said, great, we're not going to get COVID-19 from one another. We're going to get pneumonia from standing out here in the rain. Yeah, Oof. boy. Especially up there when it's nice and chilly, right? Yeah, which reminds me, I have to go grocery shopping for myself tomorrow morning before work, mm. and I have to remember to put the liner back into my jacket. Right. Uh, they had my, taken it out earlier earlier this week. My folks will be doing the same at uh, the early hours that uh, a lot of places have reserved for elderly people, uh, people with disabilities and at risk. They do the same thing up for you? Yeah. Now, the trick is the early hour... Is 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. I don't know about your folks, but I cannot be awake at that early in the morning short of having, you know, a pistol on my head. <laughs> I think for us, it's either it's a few days a week, designated days, either 7 to 8 a.m. or 8 to 9 a.m., depending on when the store opens. See, 8 to 9 a.m., I can do that. That's easy. Right. Um, I think so, uh, I think the Target in our neck of the woods, two days a week, uh, they reserve the first hour uh, for those folks. And they um, the, right now they're opening every day at 8 a.m. So 8 to 9, I think two days a week are for them. Mm. Well, actually, they're doing it for us seven days a week, which is really nice. Oh, wow. So you do. So you do have your choice of days, which isn't a bad thing, because I'm, I'm my guess is I'll do my grocery shopping tomorrow. And then Friday night, I will call Mama Canuck, and she'll be like, yeah, that went really well. Here's the next list, <laughs> which means having to do it Saturday and or Sunday. <laughs> but um, without trying to sound uh, too, uh, you know, one side or the other, how long do you think, Neff, before we can get uh, back to the quote-unquote new normal? Well... Considering that I actually have familial obligations in July, I'm hoping that, you know, by the end of May, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And it's mm -hmm. not the 515 from, you know, across the town. <laughs> so because I have to deal with the Neff mobile and that has to be replaced before I pick up the people I have to pick up at the airport. Oh, boy. Because I really don't want to have to try and, you know, shove their luggage in between the oil that I have to keep in the trunk to make sure, you know, I don't lose all the oil in my engine. <sighs> my dad's been kidding around with me today uh, because a few days ago, his car, um, the lift gate in the back uh, kind of acted on its own inside the garage and it drained the battery. So this is kind of like, I don't know, the third or fourth time this has happened to him. Um so, you know, we charged the battery up. He's got, uh, he doesn't have too much left to, to pay off the car. And he's like, when I pay off this car, I want to trade cars with you. <laughs> now, 
I, and I say this because I'll be looking. I'm looking at a vehicle that has an automatic liftgate myself. Okay. And and I'm going to ask this question: Is it possible, possible that there's some sort of dirt or debris around the sensors that's maybe making it think it has to try and pop or something like that? That's a good question. I know uh, the areas around uh, the liftgate can get dirty, like around the edges, especially over time. Hmm. But, uh, no, we don't have any sensors. It's just uh, you grip from the back, and it just opens that way, basically. Hmm. And there are also controls on the fob. That's the other thing he hates is a fob. He wants an actual key. Ah, he's one of those who prefers a physical key. Me, I'll be glad when I don't have to worry about a stupid key in the door (laughs) or in the ignition. I just have to push a button, and away I go. Right. No, the, the, the... Vehicle I got a few years back is uh, you use the key for the ignition, but it's of course uh, remote entry, just like my previous car. So that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just gotta watch it because now, just like in my previous car, I'm starting to make like uh, marks around where the ignition key goes in. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I was gonna say you you haven't seen the area around my my particular car's uh, ignition switch hole. Oof. <laughs> Because when you're trying to shove it through wrong-handed through the steering wheel, you're sitting there some days going. <laughs> you're tempted to use a hammer to get it in. Right um, now, I'm just curious. When you get a new car, will there be any special procedures for you to uh, listen to all the music you have on your phone, or it's probably going to be pretty simple now, isn't it? Well, in theory, uh, the, most of the cars I'm looking at have Apple CarPlay. Ooh, which should make things much, much easier. Although in talking to a few people, I'm going, how do you keep the phone charged so that you're not draining the phone while doing all this? Because in my car currently, the the USB port doesn't have enough juice so that if I use the map function, it eventually drains the drains the phone because the the the, the USB port can't put out enough juice to keep the phone going while the GPS is going. Right. My, my dad's car is the same thing I found, when I at least when I use my phone in there. My dad's car is a few years old. When I plug in uh, my phone and use the GPS, it does the same thing. On my newer car, well the, well, the newer car, that's not the case. It charges slowly, but at least it charges up, not drains. My guess is that they probably increase the juice that's going into that port or coming out of the port, to be mm-hmm. precise. Because I think it's only a half an amp on uh-huh. on my car, which, of course, half an amp when you're using the GPS, mm-hmm. that's just you know going to drain like no no tomorrow. Right, right. Well, uh, we have to uh, live life and uh, see where things take us and. Uh, Hopefully, it won't be too long before uh, things get back on track with anime and manga and mail. The mail that I mentioned last week still hasn't left Japan. Those two packages. Ooh, and the funny thing was, I was about to place an order with CD Japan, and then I realized, if even if I place an order, there's a good chance I'm not going to see it for a couple of months. Right. Extra. Now I think it stands, uh, the two packages that I ordered, uh, three weeks and two weeks of waiting respectively, just about now. Um, So to recap, um, 
for those of you who didn't listen to the previous podcast, I ordered some stuff on Boxu uh, when they were on sale. Um, I ordered a couple of care packages for some friends. One is a friend in Colorado who just celebrated her birthday a few days ago and uh, also moved into a new home. And the other is uh, one of the cosplayers of Sarah Yoshida, Dearly Cosplay. And uh, she and her boyfriend moved into a new home in California, so I ordered a care package for them too. Those packages have not left Japan. Uh, they were sent out the last week of March and the first week of April, respectively. And they've arrived at the uh, Postal Depot in Osaka and haven't left. Last week, we got uh, notification from Japan Post that there are considerable shipping delays for all packages to the United States. Japan Post is still accepting packages to the United States. They're not accepting packages to a lot of locations now, but the U.S., is, they're still accepting packages, but they put out a press statement. They put it in a press statement saying that there expect to be considerable delays of at least two weeks for all packages before they leave Japan. So all packages, I'm inferring regular mail, which I ordered these two, and I think EMS, the express mail, is also affected. Those are also being delayed. Mm. So, yeah, that means, like I said, if you're thinking of ordering anything from, from Japan, folks, right now, you might be waiting a while. Yeah. And uh, some of them are uh, going to take a while. And uh, I already postponed uh, this week uh, my uh, Boxu subscription. Boxu does the monthly subscriptions which I get normally, uh, but then I see these packages are delayed, and then I see this notification, I'm like, no. So um, I've deferred that until May at the earliest, because, again, come the middle of May, around this point next month, we don't know what's going to happen. Mm. As I say, I mean, there there are people who are trying to, you know, put together a new normal, um, but it is a very challenging prospect. I, I liken it to you're doing a jigsaw puzzle in the dark mm-hmm. wearing chainmail gloves. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not that easy, folks. Well, uh, it's been a wonderful program. Uh, good to talk to Neff as usual, despite these circumstances. Again, this segment we're recording because when we do the live show with the other cosplayers of Sarah, uh, you will be quote unquote working. Well, I, no, I will be working. I'll just be, you know, sitting in the exact same chair as I'm sitting now, but doing something a lot less pleasant. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> With the green screen of doom, probably, right? Well, I need that for tomorrow morning. Now, I'll say this I got somewhat ribbed for a boring background. There are apparently people putting out backgrounds from other things. And I'm half tempted to throw on, I believe, Shuisha, uh, Shonen Jump put out uh, bleach-themed backgrounds for Zoom. Oh, boy. I- I'm tempted. I'm just going to say, okay, you don't want bland and boring? Here, take this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's got to be interesting. Yeah, so I- I'm going to be, after we if you finish up here... Uh, grabbing a few candidates, reviewing them, and then, you know, setting it up and then watching the shenanigans tomorrow morning. <laughs> well, uh, before we part for this show, we do want to remind you about the Sarah shout-outs. 
Sarah's shout-outs are just $8 each, and they will help support uh, the server expenses we still need uh, to keep these live streams going. Um, the Sarah shout-outs enable you to request one of the cosplayers of Sarah Yoshida to provide a video greeting for you or some advice. Um, there are many possibilities. You can uh, ask Sarah to wish somebody a happy birthday, words of wisdom. If you're too shy to say something and want Sarah to say it on your behalf, um, as I said, there are many possibilities. So if you'd like to uh, take part and if you'd like to find out more information, you can reach out to us by email or by social media. Speaking of which, uh, Neff will provide those methods right now. If you want to reach us by good old-fashioned email, we're at ExtremeAnimeRadio at gmail.com. Or reach out to us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Anime Radio. We're on Twitter at Anime Radio or twitter.com forward slash Anime Radio. And we're on Instagram at Extreme Anime Radio. Once again, my thanks to uh, the cosplayers that joined us earlier. And thanks to you, Neff, as usual. We will be back hopefully uh, next week, uh, either Wednesday or Thursday, uh, in the evening with a usual live show. Be sure to follow us on social media for all the latest updates. For Neff Canuck and for the cosplayers of Sarah, I'm J.R. Horse. Thank you for listening, and remember... Keep on listening to the Extreme on Radio podcast, and we'll catch you next time. She's hip, she's cool, she loves to dance, and she loves to live life to the fullest. Who is she? She's Sarah Yoshida, the mascot of Extreme Anime Radio. And now, Sarah gives personalized video greetings. Thanks to the help of the many cosplayers of Sarah Yoshida, we bring you Sarah Shoutouts. One of the cosplayers of Sarah will provide a personalized shoutout or greeting on video. Want to wish someone a happy birthday or a happy holiday? Ask for advice or an uplifting message? Too shy to say something and want Sarah to say it on your behalf? There are many possibilities. Each Sarah shout-out is only $8. Proceeds will be used toward our monthly live stream bills and help promote the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. For more information on how you can schedule a Sarah shout-out, please email us at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com or private message us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash animeradio or on Instagram at extremeanimeradio. Terms and conditions apply. Extreme Anime Radio.